Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Welcome to episode 34 of our Montessori Babies podcast. Today's short but info-packed episode is all about implementing Montessori during the diapering process. (laughs) Before we jump into our fun topic for today, I want to send a huge thanks to everyone who joined our Montessori Babies course during our pre-sale week. It's already been so much fun getting to know everyone, so whether you reached out via email or our course members Facebook group, I am so, so excited to have you. And if this is your first time hearing about this, I will be teaching the Montessori Babies course. The course officially goes live on March 20th, so in just a couple short weeks here. And if you didn't get a chance to sign up during our pre-sale week, definitely hop on the course mailing list. So other than those who are already enrolled in the course, those on the mailing list will be the first to know once the course goes live on March 20th and have some fun enrollment opportunities within that. So definitely jump on that. For some insight, in our course, we begin by laying a foundational understanding of infant development and Montessori, and then we learn how to implement by stage of development. So I have modules on the non-mobile baby, the sitting, slithering, crawling, and cruising baby, and the walking baby. (laughs) With these modules, I offer Montessori material suggestions, activity suggestions, development enhancement opportunities like fostering independence and language enhancement within basic things like meeting their needs. So like I mentioned, I will add the link to join our mailing list below. So be sure to jump on that if this course and experience sounds like something that you would be interested in to enhance your Montessori experiences with your sweet baby. So now on to our topic. One thing many parents and caregivers are surprised to learn is just how incredibly interactive, educational, and empowering the diapering process can be for our sweet babies. Because when you're diapering, it's just you and baby, and usually you have baby on, you know, a changing table or a pad or a mat on the floor. So you're automatically more attuned, right? So you're present and making sure baby, you know, doesn't roll off or anything, but also it's just an incredibly interactive moment. And since our babies are constantly learning, diapering can be this amazing experience that's filled with conversational language, language labeling, directed choices for wonderful empowerment moments. They're learning about self-care, they're building trust with their caregiver, and so much more. And believe me, I know that when you're working with babies, everything happens so fast. So it's really, really easy to just feel like we need to get through this process, right? And sometimes it's most realistic to just really hurry and get through this process, especially if you're working with other kids and there's other things happening or whatever may be going on. In the life of a parent and caregiver, there's usually a lot going on. But if we're able to slow down, there's so many interactive moments and potentialities within this diapering experience. So I have some tips for you for implementing Montessori ideas within this diapering process. Before I jump into those tips, I do want to open with our quote of the week that I think is just perfect for this moment. And that is, the child has a mind able to absorb knowledge. 
He has the power to teach himself. Dr. Montessori. I found that this quote was just perfect for this because within the diapering process, there are so many moments that can be truly child-led and interactive. And since our babies are constantly learning about their world, we can really use this connected experience as a learning opportunity, right? And it's something that happens multiple times throughout the day and can really be enhanced by just keeping a couple things in mind. So let's go ahead and jump into our first tip for today. And our first tip is that within the diapering process, we can foster the respect of their body. And that is something I learned in development and in Montessori. So it's something that is fluid through both of my educational histories. And what's so beautiful is that you can start teaching respect of their body and of others' bodies from the start. And within the diapering process, it can look as simple as just informing your baby when you're going to pick them up and change their diaper versus just picking them up and kind of going into the process. So by taking that extra small step, we're then letting them know what we're going to do with their body within the next experience, right? So in Montessori, there's a debate on whether or not to ask baby. So I know some Montessorians who believe that we should ask baby if it's okay to pick them up. So that would look like, you know, going, checking their diaper, letting them know, oh, you peed in your diaper or you pooped in your diaper or you made a bowel or whatever language that you're using with baby. And then you say, is it okay if I pick you up to go change your diaper? Or can I pick you up to go and change your diaper, right? So that's one idea. But there are others who prefer to just kind of let baby know what is happening, that the diapering process is about to happen and that they're going to pick up their bodies. And I'll give you my own personal stance on this just because after working with hundreds of babies, I've had a lot of, you know, trial and error and (laughs) able to see what works. Um, For me personally, I stand in the space of letting baby know that the diapering process is about to happen. And so what this looks like would be going over to baby, you know, you're checking their diaper, you let them know, oh, you peed in your diaper, or you pooped in your diaper, or you made a bowel movement. Let's go and change your diaper. I'm going to pick up your body. And so that's what it looks like when they're, you know, a young baby, they're not quite mobile yet. But then when they start to become more mobile, the child-led process within that can be, oh, it's time to change your diaper. You, you know, you pooped in your diaper, you peed in your diaper. Do you want to walk to, you know, the changing table by yourself or do you want me to help you? And the reason that I kind of stand behind just letting them know, but still continuing on with the diapering process is because it's a non-negotiable, right? Because our number one job is to keep them as, you know, safe and sanitary (laughs) as possible. And so we also don't have the option for them to say no, right? So if we do say something like, is it okay if I change your diaper? And they say no or crawl away, then what, right? We have to get that poop off of their body because that can, you know, cause a rash and infection and and stuff like that. And so when we just offer the, oh, I'm going to change your diaper or it's time to change your diaper. Would you like to go by yourself or do you want me to help you? And as a mobile baby and as a non-mobile baby, maybe you say something like, oh, you pooped in your diaper or you peed in your diaper, I'm going to pick up your body now. Let's walk together to the changing table, you know, something like that. Because then as they become more conscious, they become more mobile, they recognize that, oh, when they poop or they pee in their diaper, it's time to change it. But we're still getting them involved as developmentally appropriate 
throughout the process. So there's still all of these wonderful empowerment opportunities. We're still developing respective body because we're letting them know we're involving them in the process. <laughs> we're being incredibly, you know, gentle and warm and connected, right? As we're just entering the diapering process. So that's my tip is to just consider what it'll look like as they grow, but then also make the best decision that feels right for you and your baby. The second tip that I have is that the diapering process is a wonderful moment for language enhancement and opportunity. So the first way that we can enhance language within the diapering process is through something called sports casting. If you've listened to any of my other episodes, you have likely heard me talk about this. <laughs> it's something that I do all day long with my babies. And it's essentially where you are just saying what's happening. It's like a sportscaster, right? So you are saying what is going on in the moment. So kind of like, you know, you just heard me say, oh, I'm going to pick up your body. Let's walk to the changing table. You can say, oh, we're walking to the changing table. And then oh, I'm laying your body down on the changing table. I'm unzipping your onesie or taking off your pants. Look, I took off your blue pants, you know, and we're just talking about what's going on within the process, right? So you can do that. And that's a wonderful way to label what's happening and give them tons of language within this diapering opportunity. The second way to enhance language is through that back and forth conversation. So what's wonderful about diapering is you're laying them down. Usually they're in front of you, right? And so you have these opportunities for eye connection and back and forth conversation. So you can say something like, oh, would you like the flower pattern diaper or the hot air balloon pattern diaper? And you give them a choice between the two. Maybe they reach for one or maybe they, you know, babble back to you or maybe they point at it depending on where they're at in their development and in infancy. And by offering that, you know, back and forth type conversation opportunity, we're offering what's called a serve and return experience, which is so amazing for their language development. And there are some recent studies, which I will have linked below, that show that these back and forth opportunities are even better and more enriching for their brain development than just hearing spoken words, which is incredible, right? So the more that we can offer these back and forth type opportunities where you're there, baby's there, we say something and wait a second and let baby respond, the more we are just going to enrich their language during a time when their brain is wired to do that. <laughs> so those back and forth conversation opportunities are amazing. Another idea within the language enhancement within the diapering process is that we're labeling everything, right? So they're getting these mini language lessons the entire time. So we're saying, oh, you know, we're taking off your diaper, diaper, right? They're wipes, their, you know, their pants, their shirt, whatever is happening within the process. You can label and we're talking about it and we're labeling it. And so they are connecting the spoken word to the item the entire time, which is so wonderful, right? And then another tip and idea that I have for you within enhancing language within the diapering process is one, if you're able to, as consistently as possible, to keep the diapering process within this same space. And that's because as they come into consciousness, they'll begin to know that this is where they need to go to get their diaper changed. And then if we do one other additional thing, like maybe sign diaper or sign toilet whenever they have a soiled diaper or need a diaper change, then we're giving them a tool to communicate with us, right? So for example, 
When I ran my classroom, we had a forward-facing changing table and it was in kind of like a, a little bathroom nook that we had. And there were kids who would literally crawl as a crawler. They would crawl over to the little gate that we had near the restroom area and they would sit there and poop. So even before the diapering process itself needed to happen, they became conscious and recognized that this is the space where pooping and peeing and diapering and all of that begins to happen. And I've had kids who would sit, you know, near the changing table and sign toilet because they wanted to get their diaper changed, right? Because they were ready for a change. So if you keep it consistent, we kind of give our, our babies this opportunity to know where it's going to be. So when they feel like they need a diaper change, they can also use that, you know, baby sign tool, if that's something you're interested in doing, as a tool for themselves to communicate. And so maybe they go there, maybe they're waiting there. You might not even consciously know when they start to do this, but if you see your baby by your changing table, check their diapers, see if they peed or pooed, and then you may be surprised to see that, you know, baby's just kind of becoming conscious of this process. So so that's another tip is just to kind of keep it consistent if you can. I know the flow of the day is so wild <laughs> when you have a baby and or when you're working with multiple babies. And so a lot of times, you know, we just kind of change baby's diaper as things are happening. But especially as they become more conscious, they start to approach the sensitive period for toileting and all of that. It's really helpful to have the toileting area, the diapering area in the same space so they can become conscious of where it's happening, where they need to go for that process, and then be involved as much as possible, which is a very Montessori thing. The third tip that I have is fostering independence within the diapering process. So we are going to be doing things like getting them involved as developmentally appropriate. This is incredibly Montessori, right? So since Montessori is that approach that optimizes the natural progression of baby development, I always like to keep in mind where baby's at, right? So for example, maybe baby is able to now reach and grab with two hands. So then we offer, you know, their fresh diaper so that they can reach it and hold it and explore it while, you know, say this is happening while I take off their soiled diaper. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I may say something like, oh, thank you for holding it. Maybe they opened it. Thank you for opening it, right? And then I take it from their hands, put it on their body, you know, maybe they can pull scarves out of a scarf box, right? That's a very common baby sensory toy. And that would show me that they can pull a wipe out of a wipe container, right? So then we let them pull their wipe out, you know, stuff like that. So we're just getting them involved as developmentally appropriate within the process. Another way to get them involved is to offer those directed choices. So kind of like I had mentioned in my last example, as far as offering moments for back and forth conversation, if we're offering directed choices, which basically means that we're giving them a choice between two things, then we're really empowering them within the experience, right? Because we're getting them involved. We're letting them choose which diaper they want or which new pair of pants they want if they soiled their pants or whatever, <laughs> as often as we can offer them choices. I highly suggest doing it because babies will feel so much more included and empowered and it's just really beautiful to see. One Montessori thing that you may not be aware of, or maybe you are, is stand-up diapering. So this is something that I have both done in classroom and in home. 
if we're able to install, you know, a small Montessori bar near the toileting area, so kind of like a pull-up bar, but basically it's a space where our babies who are now able to stand holding on to something stably are able to stand there and hold the bar while they get their diaper changed. This does really reduce those struggles, which I cannot tell you how many parents I have spoken to who have said something along the lines of, you know, the diapering process is so miserable at home. It takes both of us to change their diaper or, you know, baby is just fighting and rolling and arching their back the entire time and it's really hard to do it. But when you start offering that stand-up changing opportunity, it really offers baby a different perspective and kind of that next level of developmental progress, right? So we're kind of meeting them where they're at. It's also a lot easier to include them in the process. So if you have a little chair next to it, very Montessori, (laughs) have them sit in the chair and, you know, start teaching them, you know, their tag goes in the back for their pants and, you know, putting in one leg, putting in two legs, pulling it up and over their bottom, you know, stuff like that. So we're just really getting them involved as much as possible. This is harder to do for bowels, I will say. So when they poop, it is harder to change their diaper standing up. But if you have a mirror and you can install that behind the pull-up bar, then you'll be able to see, you know, the front of their body, the back of their body. If you're still not fully comfortable doing that, then just, you know, lay them down for those couple moments by the stand-up bar and then, you know, have them stand back up while you put their diaper on. It's really just dependent on what you're comfortable with. And if you're even open to exploring the idea of stand-up diapering, but I just will tell you that it is really, really helpful in reducing those diapering struggles and getting baby involved in the process, which really helps those, you know, fostering independence moments, right? Because we're just getting baby as involved as possible when developmentally appropriate. So that's the tip that I have for that. And then lastly, doing these things, incorporating, you know, some or all of these ideas within your diapering process, I will just tell you can make for such a peaceful experience. A lot of time they feel our energy trying to get through the process quickly, or they feel us anticipating that diapering struggle because babies are incredibly attuned to energy, right? But What I have found over my years working with babies is that the more you involve them, the more relaxed and settled they are. A lot of the time, they may roll and boycott because they're seeking a level of involvement and independence. And sometimes it's just because they want to go back to playing and moving, which is super valid as well. (laughs) So regardless, though, we can use these involvement opportunities to help them settle within their diapering process and be empowered and included and involved as much as possible. Anyway, that's about it for this week's episode. I hope this short but info-packed episode can be an inspiration to you and your Montessori experiences with your baby. Thank you so, so much to everyone for being wonderful parts of our Baby Tour Guides Montessori Babies podcast community, and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye! Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to 
Monastery Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye! Bye!